Hi, everybody. I am Dr. Yes, presently working as a professor of medicine, as well as I am having a lot of experience in managing diabetes patients. So today, what we'll be discussing is about the type 2 diabetes mellitus patient whose glycemic levels are not under control. You see, there is a 50, we'll be just sharing a sample case where you can see there is a 58-year-old gentleman who is a known hypertensive and diabetic, and he is a moribund obesity. And if you see it, the patient is also having elevated levels of the lipemic levels, and there is an history of obstructive sleep apnea, which is very important for all of us to know about it. And you see, when we do the physical examination, the patient's BMI is almost like 32 kgs per meter square, and blood pressure is almost 130 by 82, and heart rate is 60 beats per minute, which is absolutely normal. When we see the lab parameters basically the hba1c of this patient at the time of presentation was 8.3 and egfr was almost like 70 ml per minute and if you see ldl it was 69 and hdl was slightly on the lower side of 35 and tgl was slightly elevated of almost like 250 if you see ast alt ratio that was almost like uh, 70 oblique 100 and if you divide the ratio you'll be able to get the figure of it apart from it if you see the patient's history on medication it is like patient was taking medication Formin like uh, two grams per day. That's one one gram per per each meal. So morning one and uh, night one, the patient was taking. So that was almost like two grams per day. And for blood pressure, the patient was taking lisinopril of almost like uh, on a full dose of lisinopril. And if you see metoprolol of almost like hundred milligrams, the patient was taking. And statin was almost like uh, forty milligrams per day. And patient was on aspirin of almost like eighty-one milligrams per day. And if you see the patient profile, the patient profile is basically it's a short duration of type 2 diabetes mellitus and he's pretty young that's these are the two important things for all of us to know about it and if you see there are no major uh, major comorbidities and no major uh, complications which are there which could lead to reduced uh, our uh, expectancy of the lifespan would have been reduced uh, those indicators and those comorbidities are not there if you see he is a low risk for hypoglycemia and he would uh, be benefiting from more stringent goals if you give it because the patient is uh, very much uh, very much uh, aggressive towards achieve the goal and he is planning and he is uh, giving a thumbs up for all of us by joining with lifestyle modification and diet modification because he wants the complications to be on the lesser side and he wants the pillar burden to be on the lower side and he was very keen to reduce the drugs as far as possible and the, the levels in terms of the glycemic levels and hemodynamic parameters he wanted to be absolutely within the range because he was afraid of long-term complications. If you see ADA recommendation, what does it say? You keep a goal of less than 7% of HbA1c, which is very important for all of the practitioners to know about it. So what are the things which are uh, the concern for the patient? The patient concerns our patient doesn't want hypoglycemia. He doesn't want adverse events to occur. And do, he, want, uh, he wants the complications to be on the lesser side. And he wants the, the drug which is cost effective or at on par of the cost where he can afford the medication and he was uh, he was keen on reducing the pill load which is there so these things were addressed uh, by the patients and uh, these were the things which we have to consider into it and we wanted the drugs to be given where the patient uh, would be receiving the cost effective drug or a drug where you can see the glycemic levels can be targeted and his hemodynamic parameters can be targeted where that means the blood pressure would be reduced and obstructive sleep pattern can be altered or decreased 
by modifying the diet and lifestyle apart with the therapy what we give it and the weight would also be a matter of concern and if you have a weight loss definitely that would be an added armory for the patient because that leads to decreased amount of the complication and the major fear of the patient is he doesn't want injection. So when the patient's HbA1c is on the higher side, patient is having multiple risk factors, then what we have to do it. So we have to be very aggressive and you have to explain the patient like uh, this patient is uh, requiring the best of the therapies which has to be given either SGLT2 or DPP4 combination can be given. Or if you want to give it, if injectable, the patient is comfortable, GLP receptor agonist would also be an ideal choice. But the problem is the patient is afraid of injection. So GLP receptor agonist is out of the picture. So what we can consider for this patient is SGLT2 where you know that uh, and multiple studies have shown right from the MPARX study where you can see very clearly it reduces the major adverse cardiovascular event and it decreases the hospitalization from heart failure as well as cardiovascular deaths can also be reduced and CKD progression can also be reduced apart from albuminuria which is uh, the major culprit for all of the practitioners when we see it and that can also be reduced when we give SGLT2 inhibitors. So what happens is, is only SGLT2 SGLT2 inhibitor enough for the patient or can we give SGLT2 and DPP4 and we can get the glycemic levels under better control. Yes, the combination of empagliflozin and linagliptin is available and it is a single pill and it is an USFDA approved fixed dose combination. And as you know, SGLT2 is a novel class which uh, reduces uh, the blood glucose level by promoting glycosuria. So what does it do? It blocks the reabsorption of the glucose at the level of the proximal tubules of the kidney. So it leads to diuresis. So apart from it, if you see it, there is a salutary effect with SGLT2 in an ability to act independently of insulin secretion and it renders it suitable to, it, it renders and it is suitable to be administered for the patient in early or moderate or advanced disease also. And if you see it, uh, DPP-4 exerts its glucose lowering effect by elevating the incretin hormone and subsequently it augments your glucose dependent insulin secretion. Apart from it, the DPP-4 is known to inhibit the glucagon secretion, which is very important for all of us to know about it. Apart from it, if you see the MPARX study, which everyone knows about it, and it has been reported like the 3P May score, which is there, which significantly lowers the risk as a, in terms of a cardiovascular risk and major adverse cardiovascular events and hospitalization from heart failure were reduced. And if you see the hazard ratio was almost like 0.86% in terms of your 3P maze reduction, that means there was a 14% reduction, which is very good to know about it. Apart from it, if you see the linagliptin also has a cardiovascular safety data, and you know that the Carmelina and Carolina trials, which were there, which has shown the its uh, impact and its beneficial effect in patients with renal failure as well as cardiovascular uh, safety data, which is available for it. And if you see it, when you start uh, your empagliflozin and linagliptin combination, 
and it has shown in multiple studies the HbA1c reduction can be up to 1.8 to 1.9% or maximum up to 2%, which can be achieved in patients uh, who are on metformin and despite that the glycemic levels are not under control. So what we did is we have added to our patient empagliflozin and linagliptin combination therapy. Apart from metformin, we had seen like the patient HbA1c was fantastically reduced and it reduced to almost like 1.9% and the patient's HbA1c was almost like 6.9% on a review and we asked the patient to continue the medication and we advised the patient to be on a strict diets and lifestyle modification which is very important for all of us to know about it. So empagliflozin and linagliptin shows a robust HbA1c reduction and it is two to four times higher order reduction in terms of HbA1c reduction than compared to individual drugs in terms of hypoglycemic effect. So I think uh, I would uh, close uh, my case presentation and I thank you everybody to patiently listen about my talk.